I'm Steve Alcock. And tonight's a speaker meeting. Bridget is speaking. And uh, uh, she's somebody that I listened to in, when I was a beginner a lot. She had a little bit more time than I did. And it's always nice that you, if somebody can can kind of... I, I found a few people that I could listen to that kind of helped help me understand AA and also like the fact that she didn't like share a lot every meeting. That, that was inspiring because I didn't like sharing a lot. It was inspiring to know that it, I didn't have to speak all the time and I could just sit quiet, quietly also. And uh, anyway, here's Bridget. Hey everybody, I'm Bridget, alcoholic. Hi Bridget. It's a pleasure to be able to share tonight. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, Steve, and and the group. Uh, let's see. So first of all, I'm a garden variety type of alcoholic. I'm not uh, not like an amazing alcoholic that does everything right or are one of those book thumper type people and a lot of times I don't even remember a lot of the book at all. Uh, um, I generally don't do this program as well as I think I should um, and uh, staying, sitting up here speaking is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> so I just thought I would share that because um, First of all, I think it's good to share my fears in the rooms and also uh, let you know that I'm human like everybody else in the room here. So, um, I guess I'll start off with, uh, I mean, I guess the way it should go is like what it was like, what happened, what, what, what it's like now. So uh, I like to start with um, what it was like when I was a little kid before I even took a drink. Because I think I was born an alcoholic because um, I had these uh, characteristics of alcoholic before. Well, looking back, I, I can see that I had them when, when I was a little kid. <coughs> and um, some of the characteristics I had were um, I had a huge ego. And I um, I noticed, the first time noticing it was in first grade, I was put back in first grade because of my learning uh, disability, I have dyslexia. So um, I remember feeling like, oh no, the first grade class that I, that I was put back in, I can't see my face because if they see me, they'll know that I'm, I was put back, like, the, like they care even. <laughs> but so I was like super, um, had a huge ego and thought that everybody know who I am and and, uh, um, and then I had this eternal emptiness of feeling like I was a loner and no one understood me. Um, also, I was picked on a lot in school and I was too proud to even share that with my parents. They never knew. So um, those are three early stages, I think, of alcoholism that I had that didn't realize um, were the alcoholic disease. And uh, so fast forward to when I was 16 or 
So 16th, yeah, I think 16th is when I first started drinking. Uh, I met my new friends in eighth grade, uh, eighth grade and ninth grade that uh, became my new pals that we would drink together. Uh, it was actually right up the street. Uh, my friend uh, Mary Jane, like, she, uh, her, her mother actually let us drink at her house as long as we were in a safe quarter. She was like, sure, y'all can drink whatever party here. But soon, and then that's where I learned that I could drink a whole six pack to myself. And uh, uh, soon we found out, soon we found the liquor cabinet in their uh, house, and we, and I learned how to pour back water so that it wouldn't show. And um, <coughs> then fast forward to. Uh, senior year I used to get well in between there I used to get into all kinds of trouble uh, just didn't care and thought it was no big deal um, fast forward to senior year oh also uh, I should mention that it wasn't easy finding alcohol so I didn't think I had a problem then because um, I was a kid, so I would do other things like marijuana and acid because those were easier to get in high school. Um, and even though I didn't really feel like my chemistry jived with that, um, I tried it anyway several times. And um, so after that, in high school, I really did not get along with my mom. She was very um, over um, protective, and I thought she was control controlling my life all the time. So I moved in with my dad, which my dad would let me do pretty much anything I wanted to do, as long as I left messages on the board. So sometimes I would leave, like, I'll be back in a couple days. <laughs> and I would go off with my friends, and I didn't realize he was really worried about me, but. But we had this agreement that if, as long as I leave it on the board, it's okay. So, and uh, so uh, I was pretty much just a wild child. And But still, I didn't think I had a problem then. And um, fast forward to when I was 24. Um, I decided to. I decided I was done with Austin. Austin sucks. Like I did everything I could here. I partied all I could. There's nothing to do here. I'm gonna move to California. So I moved to California, and that's where I found my real uh, alcoholics like me, my real uh, crowd that um, pretty much drank like me. And I was a hardcore drinker. Um, so I, I pretty much, I drank until I was 30. Um, and it just kind of went s spinning down pretty fast. Um, trying to think of, I don't know, there's just so many 
things that happened. So many times I drank while I was driving. driving. It's lucky I never got um, killed anyone or uh, seriously injured. Um, I just, uh, looking back on it, like, and even before that, even before I was 24, there's a lot of times when I black out and I thought, oh, I don't have really a problem, that was just that time. But every time I drank, I would drink until I would pass out. And I might have not drank every day, but when I would drink, I would drink like, <coughs> like there's no tomorrow. And um, so towards the end of my drinking, I was um, a blackout drunk. <coughs> and I, uh, I didn't think I had a problem until I'd see stuff on Facebook like, God bless you, hope you make it, mm. and stuff like that, <laughs> and from strangers, pretty much. <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then one of my I woke up on one of my friend's couch couch, and he was like, you know, I had a I had a fight to get you just not going to this guy's car, and because uh, I was blacked out and was hanging out with some guy that I didn't even know. Luckily, he didn't take me into his car or anything, but um, that was that was like a real eye opener there. But that made me stop drinking. No, it didn't. It, uh, it wasn't until one day um, I was sitting at a bar and I was looking across the way and I was drinking but I couldn't feel drunk anymore. And that feeling of you feel your fork or whatever didn't work. And I was just thinking this sucks and I don't want to live like this anymore. And I look, <coughs> uh, so like two days later I was drinking again of course. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> I was drinking martinis with some strange guy that I don't even know. And he, he, I looked around, and he wasn't anywhere around anymore. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'll go home. So I got in my car, and I was sitting at a stop sign for a long time, <coughs> thinking, should I go to my old place or my new place? I just moved into a, place, a new place, but I still had the old place. And by the time I turned my car from the stop sign, the police pulled me over. <laughs> I guess I was sitting there for about an hour or something. <laughs> and um, I was put in jail. And they said, like, I was like, how long am I going to be in here? And they're like, well, until you get your court date. Of course, they were lying to me. And I stayed overnight. And, um, and uh, they, the court said, well, I mean, I guess I blew, like, 1.5 or something, I don't know. And they were like, uh, okay, you have a choice. Do you want a lawyer or not? And I was like, well, what's the point? I'm guilty. I mean, they know. So I just went to the the uh, judge, and he was like, good, thanks for being honest. And he was like, here, you have to do, if you, as long as you go to meetings and you can do this, um, uh, what do you call it, where, uh, Pardon me, why well, I struggle through this. <laughs> um, community service stuff, and I had to go to some drugs class where it's like dare. You just watch all these videos, and then they like say, like, what do you think afterwards? And I was like, okay, whatever. It didn't really do much. So um, 
So yeah, I went to meetings for two weeks because I didn't know the trick of like just signing off on it, you know. So I went to the actual meetings for two <laughs> weeks and uh, I was like, cool, whatever, but you're not, me. I'm not this at all. That's great. I like what y'all said and I can kind of relate to what you're saying, but see you later. <laughs> and uh, so, and I didn't share my name or I hid in the back, you know, and I was like, this is great, but I can't relate to you guys. And I was, honestly, I could relate a lot, but I was, didn't think I was good enough to be in the rooms, first of all, or at the same time, I thought it was too good for anyone here. And so I left the rooms and I thought I'd go back to my old life. But I forgot that most of my friends hate, didn't like me anymore. They thought that was too much, you know. It was always getting drunk and passing out and, or make or have these blackouts where I would just, like, start kicking people, like, all over. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I decided I was at a bar, and, like, the cocktail waitress came up to me, and she's like, hey, how are you doing? Turns out she was one of us in the rooms, and... Then I went to another party and I, another person there was like, recognized me. And I'd never seen them before. I mean, I, I was like, damn it, I can't get away from these people. So, I was like, oh, at least they're nice to me. I guess I'll give it a chance. So I guess whatever y'all say in here actually worked on me. So I came back in the rooms and did that make me start doing the steps or start doing anything? No. It took me, I'm, I'm the type of alcohol that has a very stubborn, stubborn ego that uh, doesn't like anyone telling me what to do and um, thinks that you're all crazy and that you are out to get me. Yeah, so um, I came in the rooms and didn't even share my name for a while, but some people started noticing that I was there and people came up to me and somebody said like, well, do you think you're an alcoholic? And I was like, I don't know, I don't think I am. He's like, well, let's go down this list. And you're like, there's some, I don't know, there's some list out there that you can like check off to see if you're alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, I had a few, th I had a bunch of things, but I just said, well, I think I have this one thing and maybe this thing, you know, just like not telling the whole, truth about it all and he was like yeah I think that might mean you might be one of us and so uh, that was the start of uh, me starting to say my name in the rooms and uh, but did that make me start doing the steps? No. My heart was very closed off still and um, I definitely didn't believe in a God of any kind. Um, so another person in the room suggested do some service work, yeah. And they said, oh, pick a, pick a home group and do some service work there. And I was like, why? <coughs> well, I'll be staying in the rooms. So I started doing the coffee and picking up cigarette buds and welcoming people to the, to the rooms. And lo and behold, that's what opened my heart. That's what uh, got me to speak to people and thought maybe, 
maybe I could be a part of this whole thing. So still didn't really believe in the God thing. So this one lady was like, well, I'll be your temporary sponsor. And I was like, okay. But then she had the suggestion that like every time I'm feeling bad, I should pray to God. I was like, well, fuck you, you know? <laughs> so I, I fired her. And I was like, no way I'm, if I'm praying to any God ever. <laughs> and because I didn't believe in God. And uh, so then uh, my next sponsor, she was like a celebrity sponsor. She sponsored tons of ladies in the room. And I thought, well, she's probably the one for me. So... But then I didn't realize she was, it was kind of like a military person. She was like very demanding, like you should do it this way, this way, and you have to meet me for 90 days and go to the meetings and call me every day. I was like, no way, I can't do all that. <laughs> so I fired her, of course. <laughs> and let's see, after that, I had a lot of different sponsors. I had tons of sponsors. Um, I had this one sponsor that was crazy as a batshit owl and she was just like <laughs> always yelling at traffic and and uh, but I finally got to the fourth step with with a few of the sponsors and that's where it always ended like like I would always like do that part like either I was like very complaining all the time like what is the point of this I don't get it you know and yeah I was just like I wasn't uh, truly doing the steps. I wasn't following the first three steps, at least. And uh, it wasn't until I met this one sponsor that told me, like, yeah, I know prayer seems ridiculous, but why don't you just write down this prayer and decorate it? I know you're an artist. Decorate it in the way you decorate it. It'll be great. And just read it every morning. That was the third step, step prayer. And so I did that. Uh, even though I thought it was stupid, because I don't believe in prayer, what's the point? And um, lo and behold, I memorized it. Even if I didn't believe in it, it started to change things in me. And um, and even today, I don't know what it is out there. I think there is something bigger than myself, but I don't know what it is, and I don't care. Um, so um, that's the kind of... That's the way I look at uh, this program and the steps and everything. I don't have to know how it works or why it works, but it just does. Um, so after that person, that was this is still in California. Um, I, I still only made it to the fourth step with that sponsor, and then she was like, "I'm not feeling well," and she fired me. And so. Um, <laughs> But it's probably because I was really complaining a lot all the time. <laughs> then finally, I was like, had this crazy idea. I had a year at this point. And I thought, I'm going to move back to Texas. I don't know why. And, and then I just, I, well, partly because I didn't have money to live out there anymore. And so, <laughs> yeah. so I, I was like, my mom suggested, move back here. There's lots of jobs, whatever. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll be back. But I was full of fear at that point because any big decision like that freaks the hell out of me. So <laughs> um, all my characteristics came back. I thought I had a year, I'm doing great, you know. I didn't finish all the steps, but 
I thought I was doing just fine. After a year, you're fine, right? Everything's good. No. <laughs> so um, I got full of fear, and I got paralyzed with fear. So paralyzed, I just couldn't do I got depressed, and I couldn't move. And uh, my uh, I had to ask a news, a news person in the rooms to help me clean my room, actually, because I just couldn't do anything. So she helped me pack up my stuff, and uh, I was just, I don't know, I went back to baby, you know, couldn't do anything, couldn't communicate. And I did move, and I thought, okay, whatever, I'll go meetings here. And I came up to Texas, and um, crazy thing, everybody does meetings different here in Texas. Damn it, they're not like California meetings. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first came here. But, you know, I wasn't in the right head. I was a, like a dry drunk. And um, I didn't know what dry drunk was until till that, you know. I was judging people, and I was judging the way things should be, you know, like this. They don't do things like California. They don't clap after everybody shares. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, well, get these means. I'll just do it on my own. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Me and whatever that God thing is can work it out. <laughs> no, that's not the way it works for me, at least. I have to go to meetings uh, because it's part of the triangle. You know, it's like it, it's not just a God program. It's a it's it's a whatever. It's, it's a community thing too. We have to all help each other out. So. Um, I called a friend in California and told her, like, I can't do this because after a week of just not going to meetings, I felt like I was going to go out again or something. So um, she's like, okay, I think I know somebody that's in Texas. So I'll, I'll connect you so you can go back to meetings. So I went to meetings with this guy for a while. And that was what brought me back to meetings. And... Um, uh, the truth was, is I wasn't I wasn't putting myself out there. I wasn't walking out to people and meeting people because this is my program. I can't uh, wait for people to contact me. I have to. I have to be involved, and uh, so eventually I started doing that, and um, I started looking for the things that we have alike instead of the differences. And I got some more sponsors. <laughs> and uh, the first two were pretty crazy. And we didn't get really get along. And I got through the fourth step again, and I was just like, forget it. I don't get it. I can't do this for her. And then finally, I was telling this lady about the whole situation. I was just like, I don't know what to do. You keep meeting these crazy sponsors. I don't know how to do this. And she was like, well, I don't know. Maybe you just find another sponsor. I was like, well, what about you? Are you sponsoring? Yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, yeah, I guess we could. And a, I've been with her ever since. But uh, finally got through all the steps. <coughs> and that took about two years in, in sobriety the first time. And... Um, yeah, I'm telling you this because 
it's not like there's a right or wrong way to do this program. I have eight years now, and it's great if you don't wait that long. I suggest you not waiting that long to do all the steps because it's painful. But don't put yourself down if, if you're not through all the steps yet. Um, it took me, I'm, I'm a slow learner, you know. Uh, I'm very stubborn and I, and I don't like to, I don't like to, to know new things, I guess, or new things can be scary. Um, sometimes, so, um, the unknown is scary, I guess, <laughs> uh, so I got through all the, the steps, uh, when it came to, um, six through nine or whatever, um, I thought that that would be really tough. And it, uh, it seems a lot tougher than it really is, you know, um, because it's not up to me. It's just I have to do my part, and whatever happens afterwards is going to happen. And that over the years, um, <coughs> the one thing I've learned over the years, which is... Um, Oh, the the promises do come true, but then they go away, and then they come true, and then they go away, and I, and it's like a cycle for me at least, um, where I have to keep this in check every day. The, the I have to do my prayers, and I have to talk to people in the rooms, and go to these meetings, and and if I don't do that, it it goes away and I and and it's okay if if I'm not perfect or if I'm uh, having a bad day or, or if I do something wrong um, I have this program to uh, come back to to where I'm supposed to be um, and I I can still tend to beat myself up these days but I, I notice it a lot faster, and I notice it when I'm being a jerk to someone a lot faster. Um, and I can take care of it a, a lot faster, but does that mean that I do everything fast? No. It's, it's like oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, being in this program, like, and generally life seems like oatmeal these days like it used to be when I was drinking everything would buy really fast yeah not anymore for me at least if you it, it just feels like it's a slow struggle but that's in a way I think that's good I think it's good to slow down and uh to it can notice things a lot uh in more detail at least for me I can I notice the details a lot better now and I have lots of feelings, <laughs> which it can be good and bad and neutral. Um, um, oh, and I, I, another thing I'll mention is I have sponsored people. I took 
uh, only one person through all the slips. And uh, one thing I noticed about that is like a lot of the ladies I sponsored were people just like me in the beginning. <laughs> it, they struggled with even wondering why we're doing this. And it's very frustrating, but now I see why that that was important. I mean, we were just alike. Um, and uh, I hope to have the opportunity again. And uh, thank you for letting me share. That's, that's <laughs>